0: Chapter Thirteen of Black Beauty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Black Beauty by Anna Sewell. Chapter Thirteen: The Devil's Trademark. One day, when John and I had been out on some business of our master's and were returning gently on a long straight road. At some distance we saw a boy trying to leap a pony over a gate. The pony would not take the leap, and the boy cut him with the whip, but he only turned off on one side. He whipped him again, but the pony turned off on the other side. Then the boy got off and gave him a hard thrashing, and knocked him about the head. Then he got up again and tried to make him leap the gate, kicking him all the time shamefully, but still the pony refused. When we were nearly at the spot, the pony put down his head and threw up his heels, and sent the boy neatly over into a broad quickset hedge, and with the rein dangling from his head he set off home at a full gallop. John laughed out quite loud.
1: Ha, 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 served him right,
0: he said. Oh, 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 cried the boy, as he struggled about among the thorns. I say, come and help me out. Thank ye, said John.
1: I think you are quite in the right place, and maybe a little scratching will teach you not to leap a pony over a gate that is too high for him.
0: And so with that, John rode off. It may be, said he to himself.
1: That young fellow is a liar as well as a cruel one. We'll just go home by Farmer Bushby's, beauty, and then, if anybody wants to know, you and I can tell him, you see?"
0: So we turned off to the right and soon came up to the stackyard and within sight of the house. The farmer was hurrying out into the road, and his wife was standing at the gate, looking very frightened. Have you seen my boy? said Mr. Bushby as we came up. He went out an hour ago on my black pony, and the creature has just come back without a rider.
1: I should think sir," so. said John. He had better be without a rider, unless he can be ridden properly.
0: What do you mean? said the farmer.
1: Well, sir. I saw your son whipping and kicking and knocking that good little pony about shamefully, because he would not leap a gate that was too high for him. The pony behaved well, sir, and showed no vice, but at last he just threw up his heels and tipped the young gentleman into the thorn hedge. He wanted me to help him out, but I hope you will excuse me, sir. I did not feel inclined to do so." There's no bones broken, sir. He'll only get a few scratches. I love horses, and it riles me to see them badly used. It is a bad plan to aggravate an animal till he uses his heels. The first time is not always the last.
0: During this time the mother began to cry. Oh, my poor Bill, I must go and meet him. He must be hurt. You had better go into the housewife, said the farmer.
1: Bill wants a lesson about this, and I must see that he gets it this is not the first time nor the second that he has ill-used that pony and i shall stop it i am much obliged to you Manley. good evening
0: so we went on john chuckling all the way home then he told james about it who laughed and said
2: serve him right i knew that boy at school he took great airs on himself because he was a farmer's son he used to swagger about and bully the little boys of course we older ones would not have any of that nonsense and let him know that in school and the playground farmer's sons and laborer's sons were all alike i well remember one day just before afternoon school i found him at the large window catching flies and pulling off their wings he did not see me and i gave him a box on the ears that laid him sprawling on the floor well angry as i was i was almost frightened he roared and bellowed in such a style the boys rushed in from the playground and the master ran in from the road to see who was being murdered of course i said fair and square at once what i had done and why then i showed the master the flies and some crushed and some crawling about helpless and i showed him the wings on the window sill i never saw him so angry before but as bill was still howling and whining like the coward that he was did not give him any more punishment of that kind but set him up on a stool for the rest of the afternoon and said that he should not go out to play for that week then he talked to all the boys very seriously about cruelty, and said how hard-heartedly and cowardly it was to hurt the weak and the helpless. But what stuck in my mind was this. He said that cruelty was the devil's own trademark, and if we saw anyone who took pleasure in cruelty, we might know who he belonged to, for the devil was a murderer from the beginning and a tormentor to the end. On the other hand, where we saw people who loved their neighbors and were kind to man and beast, we might know that was God's mark. Your
1: master never taught you a truer thing, said John. There is no religion without love, and people may talk as much as they like about their religion, but if it does not teach them to be good and kind to man and beast, it is all a sham. All a sham, James, and it won't stand when things come to be turned inside out.
0: End of chapter 13